Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody, this is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Post. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Scott. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. So, so everybody's <laughs> listening to us today on the 11th. We are, yes. this is pre-recorded, so we've done it early, but tomorrow's your birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. <laughs> and, and, and you're taking off. You don't, we don't have to tell everybody everything, but you're taking off. You're going on I some am. wonderful uh, me time with your significant other and your love. Yes. Uh, so and some it, friends. Mm -hmm. So for all of us, listeners and me included, happy birthday. I'm not going to sing to you, thank but you. Uh, oh, may you have you. May, may all your wishes come true. Oh, yay. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for remembering you're welcome. Thank you for arranging to record this ahead of time with me. I'm I'm actually really excited. I think it does feed into our wellness routine, right? Time off and taking some significant time off every year is a part of my wellness routine, but we'll get into that. Um, so in preparation for recording today's lovely session, you know, I've been looking at what the national calendars are, right. you know, um, Presley Pearl, the most interesting dog, might be happy to know that, <laughs> that April 11th is National Pet Day. So it could be and also part of my wellness routine and those I, I encourage who have fur babies right. this time with a pet, right? Also, um, it is April 11th is National Barbershop Quartet Day. Oh, do you, can you imagine what the two of us and our significant others could do? I know that the my, four of us as a quartet. Yeah. I don't think that mine would, I don't think that Carolyn would do that, but uh, Brian wouldn't either, you know, in fact, you know, I wonder if he'll listen to this episode since we'll be away, but by the yes. way, another little dirty secret, since you brought that up. Yes. Uh, I used to have a band in college. Yes. I was the lead singer. And then periodically um, I played acoustic guitar. I would, ah. uh, I, I would show up. I, there was a local bar back at the day called the cat and the fiddle. Oh. Um, and I would <laughs> show up and I would play my guitar for tips, uh, oh. in, in the bar. And it was a lot of fun. So I, there was a day when I used to sing. You know, uh, there is a, there's rarely a day when I don't sing. It doesn't mean I should sing, but <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, secretly with another set of talented pipes or something, I've always wanted to be a rock star. So National Barbershop Quartet Day. I actually have a client that really is engaged in a variety of singing, choir, choir groups, barbershop. Wow. So when I saw that, I thought, oh, maybe you all listening to this might know somebody who loves singing. Maybe it's as simple as karaoke. So remember self-care is also social self-care. Oh, wait, you just brought up something. Do you think that somewhere in the world there's actually barbershop quartet karaoke? 
That's what I'm saying is, is you might know somebody who loves karaoke. So reach out to them and say hi or, or sing them. A, a, no, a I mean, I, I or... mean, do you, do you think that there might be like some recordings out there of three people and then you add the fourth and then voice? You add, of course, there's something wow. for everyone. I there bet you it's on YouTube. In fact, like a makeshift YouTube uh, karaoke system for me is you play your karaoke song, you look up whatever you want to sing on YouTube. So let's say it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know why this came to mind. YouTube Sunday, bloody Sunday. I don't know why that came to mind, but it did. So you want to look up YouTube's Sunday, bloody Sunday, and it's got the lyrics for you. It's got the background music. Sometimes they even have the background singers to help you in the chorus section. You play that through your TV and then if you have some kind of stereo system or an independent uh, independent speaker system, you plug your microphone into the speaker system. And I only know this because karaoke parties were a regular, regular thing at the uh, most magical uh, palace, which was what my friends used to call my home in L.A., and I miss it. So maybe maybe you're listening to this and you know somebody who loves music or is in barbershop quartet or has a pet that really matters to them. Oh, or it's also National Marker, uh, Marketing Operations Day. Maybe you know somebody who works in marketing. And maybe as part of your social self-care, you could reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking of you. I love you. Or remember when we sang this song together in college? Remember when we played in our band in college? and just reach out and make those social connections. Um, one of my dirty secrets is I have a special drawer in the fridge for cheese. <laughs> well, since we're talking about wellness today. I know it's the opposite of wellness, but it is also National Cheese Fondue Day. <laughs> uh, you know, in the new city that I live in, it's not so new anymore, um, but in the city I live in, we actually have a fondue restaurant. Oh yes. Uh, well, it like was the all melting the... pot, or oh, I don't know the name. Because the melting of it. pot is a is a chain that's I, been I, popping up everywhere. I've been there once, uh-huh. uh, twice. That's not uh, twice, and it's a combination of the fondue, and then you can put meat in in these boiling yes. things. Uh, quite an experience. Quite an experience. Uh, I prefer. By the way, it's barbecue or it's hot. I mean, like you don't touch the stuff, silly yes. Scott. You touched it. You stuck, stuck your finger in it. To well, your finger. <laughs> it's a boiling pot of cheese. It was chocolate. No, not cheese. Scott does. Scott doesn't do cheese, but Scott does chocolate. Oh, oh chocolate. Yes, chocolate fondue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, given our podcast is about education and sharing, lastly, it is also Education and Sharing Day, Scott. Oh, how appropriate April is that? April 11th is education and sharing. So we're going to share some education today. Cool. <laughs> cool. So we, we can jump into that. I'm going to do my my Scott thing and okay. at least do a preface. We're, we're talking about wellness today. Nothing that Michelle and I are giving you today is meant to replace any of the information from your doctor, recommendations of your doctor your own common sense. I mean, come on, right. folks. Um, right. th th these are the things that work for Michelle and me. Right. It might not work for you, um, right. but we're going to, we're going to share the stuff that works for us uh, with the understanding, please, please, particularly when you get to some of the stuff that I do yeah. for wellness, uh, 
check with your doctor before you do that to make sure that you're actually physically fit or mentally able or emotionally capable of doing some of the things we're talking about today. Right, right, right. Well, if we're going to jump into it, do you mind if we start with like the things that we do irregularly around wellness? Because it's called our wellness routine, but there are things that I do at least once a year, for instance, um, that I still consider part of my wellness routine. They're just a part of my yearly wellness routine. And since you brought up your doctors, I think it's very important that you have an annual physical an annual medical checkup. Um, so there's a variety of doctors as a woman that I have to have annual poking and prodding day. Oh, we got two. (laughs) No, we've already jumped into TMI. Okay. (laughs) So I don't enjoy it, but it is a part of wellness, you know, doing precautionary things that are appropriate for your age as you age, you know, there's new testing that you get done when you hit a certain milestone. Congratulations, Michelle is hitting those milestones and how to get those things done. Um, And then there's just your regular annual physical. Like if you play sports, which I did a lot in high school um, and a little bit in college, you have to get a physical in order to participate in these things to make sure that you're in good well-being. And this is like a teenager at the prime of their health, the prime of their youth. So why not the rest of us get a physical yearly? Like that is part of my, you know, men- medical annual routine. I don't know about you. you uh, I, I abso- absolutely. Uh, I get an annual, fi- I get an annual physical. We'll talk about my little joke that getting healthy almost killed me and, and, <laughs> and why I say that uh, I get an annual physical and, and I get my teeth cleaned every six months. Yes. Yes. Uh, and at one point in LA, I sometimes I, every, actually, I sometimes actually times. floss because my dent, <laughs> because my dentist is constantly asking me, so have you flossed? And I said, yes. And he said, when's the last time? And I said, yesterday. And he said, how, when's the last time before that? I said the day before the last time I was with you. Right. So, right. I hate, I hate flossing. Yeah. I don't enjoy it either. I don't, I don't enjoy going to the dentist either, but I, I do feel like it's, so that is something that I don't do monthly, obviously, but I will do it uh, two to three times a year, depending on the health of my gums and that kind of thing. Right now I'm at the two times a year. And it was actually my dentist, interestingly enough, that helped identify that I was having some acid reflux problems that oh, were really? affecting my teeth. And that got me into going to see a specialist and getting that all corrected and then working on some lifestyle changes to get that out of, out of my life. Um, it's, it's something that happens to women. I didn't know if you knew this, but it happens to women a lot in their forties. They start to develop acid reflux for things that they used to be able to eat just fine. Surprise. Joy, you know, um, now (laughs) secretly, one of the things you're not supposed to do when you have acid reflexes, drink coffee and a cup of coffee in the morning is a part of my daily wellness routine. So I don't mean to hop into daily because I'm still on the semi, semi. I I think, I I think I may have mentioned this in one of the shows. (laughs) If not, I'll just mention it now. Um, I just went out and did uh, a live event. Some of them are starting to open up and I was at the magic castle in Hollywood and it was a two day event, uh, which was really wonderful that they had me out there doing this. And one of the part of my tech writer, one of the things I requested uh, of the of the castle of the Academy of Magical Arts was 
please, I need coffee before, because I'm going to be there an hour beforehand. We're going to do setup and make sure lights are correct, et cetera, et cetera, for the event. I said, may I have some coffee? And of course, this is a theater. And yeah. if you've ever been in the Magic Castle, I'm in a theater and the, the restaurant is on a different floor. There's no restaurant there. And mm-hmm. I was going back and forth with them in a politely jovial, fun way. And, you know, here I am teaching, quote, fortune and telling and the like. And I said, look, let's just get real. I drink coffee and I know things. Exactly. If there's no coffee, there's no magic. And there's no knowing anything because my brain doesn't start to work for a and, little while. <laughs> and, and so it was very funny because we went back and forth because they said they, of course, did that. And it was like they filled up my Yeti and said, here, have at it for all day if you want it. Um, I, I had more coffee coming at me that day. And it was like, who are we to stand in the way of your magic routine? So, okay, cool. <laughs> well, it, you know, speaking of kind of annual things, I can't do this all the time. I wish I'd like to be on permanent vacation, but I used to work at a company where you could cash out your vacation time instead of use it. And I guess if you get an exorbitant amount of, of vacation time, that makes sense. But we need to take an extended period of time off from work to reset our brain. Right before we started recording, I was having all these glitches in my computer and it caused us to start a little late. And my computer needs to be turned off and reset once in a while just to clear out the, the gremlins. Our bodies need to be turned off for an extended period of time where you forget what day of the week it is. You, you have unscheduled time. You have, an umbrella in your drink kind of vacation, not what I used to call a vocobligation where people would take obligated time off of work to go visit somebody that they had to see and had to take care of and had to do some like, Ooh, that's awful. You know, if you need to do those things, do them, but make sure you're also taking an actual vacation at least once a year. And so I, I tend to take at least one, if not two a year, I tend to be moving more and more towards that. And I'm, I'm guilty of not doing that. I'd be the first to admit I'm quote, a workaholic Okay. and um, I don't take, I take other time. We'll talk about it today, yeah, but I, I don't you take have other routines. I don't take that time. And, you know, running joke was uh, I, I still remember we, we had gone to London uh, and I was sitting there and at that particular time a show was being pitched to a network for me to do some stuff on and the script was flighting, floating back and forth and we had just mm-hmm. landed in London and there's obviously a time difference I think it was eight hours at the time here we are in London literally and you know it's I'm in the room working on a freaking script yeah. <laughs> and it, it's like at that point it was maybe some priorities need to be shifted yeah yeah now there's you know with the global migration and the pandemic and the working from home stuff there has been a lot of benefits where people have been working remotely from yeah. very beautiful locations that's not really what i'm talking about it's okay if you if you want to mix work and and change your environment so that you have beauty outside of your working hours to take advantage of nothing wrong with that but just you're we're talking a shut off a shut off 
your brain needs a shut off from time to time. You know, and, it, they will tell you, by the way, if mm-hmm. as, as you mentioned it, but if something isn't working on your phone, your computer, your Wi-Fi, whatever, you turn it off for 30 seconds. You have to yes. actually count 30 yes. seconds and there's a yes. reason for it. Yes. Then you reboot it. Yes. It's the same thing. Unfrickin' plug. Unplug. Unplug. Unscheduled time. Explore something new. Do a hobby. If you can't afford a vacation because flights costs have gone up with all the yeah. fuel crisis and everything, do a staycation or do a you know a local jaunt, a weekend getaway. But make sure you're scheduling that time off. That's huge. And then annually, another thing that I do is at least once a year, I do a work self-care thing uh, by attending in person an annual conference. So number one, I have to keep up my CEUs. But number two, I tend to like the social aspect of getting to know other people who do what I do and networking with them and meeting new people and enjoying that. And, and for some people, that's not, that's not their thing, but it is part of my social and my work self-care to spend the money to keep my educational skills up. So that is a part of my work self-care. Yeah. Anything else you do semi-yearly or year? No, everything else I do. And and it kind of leads into the discussion of getting healthy almost killed me. Um, (laughs) Much, much as I'm a workaholic, I I do that with everything. It can be relationships. It can be working (laughs) out. I just pour everything into it. And so I'll tell a quick little story. Uh, I lost a lot of weight. Um, and I didn't even notice I was gaining weight to tell you the truth. And until my dad, who was at that point dying of cancer, my wife who had taken a picture of me in the pool and my doctor all at about the same time said, you know, it's a, I know you need to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. And I look back now, Carolyn still has this picture of me in the pool and it's like, oh, wow. Now, let me explain something real quickly. This is where I said, do not do what I did. Okay. Because I decided all in. I lost weight so quickly. Carolyn was starting to get calls and people were asking, does he have cancer? Is he okay? Um, and it, I appreciated them asking, but it was like, I'm just freaking losing weight. They tell me I got to lose all this weight. I'm going to freaking lose all this weight. <laughs> um, and I mean, guys, we're talking a lot of weight and good for you. Uh, so literally, uh, God, I can't remember right now if it was 65 or 75 pounds, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, they will tell you, you lose things gradually. Yes. Well, except I decided here's the way it here's the way it's going to work. I'm going to keep a food journal, which by the way, is my it's best a, advice for everybody. I agree. And it, a, food, it's shown. A, food, mm-hmm. a food journal is where you track everything that goes in your mouth. I don't care what it is, everything, yeah. water, et cetera. And, and then you track the calories. Yeah. The challenge Scott had was that Scott said, here's going to be my calorie intake. It's going to be literally 500 calories at breakfast, 500 calories at lunch, 500 calories at dinner, and a hundred calorie snack between because I then researched Olympics athletes and found out that the whole secret to keeping their weight where it was, was constantly keeping the, the 
the fire inside you, your metabolism primed. Oh. And so eating every three hours kept it primed. It was quantity that you had to dictate uh -huh. folks 500 calories is nothing that's nothing and it was so stupid i look back on it now i would even go into these really fancy restaurants right because i love yeah. that stuff and i knew exactly how big for example the chicken breast needed to be yeah and if it came out and it was larger than the size of my fist for example fist. Mm -hmm. i cut off the chicken breast and ask the waiter to take the rest of it away. Yeah. Yeah. How anal That's, is that? Well, it's, it's for people like me who are on a current weight loss journey. That's a great psych trick. Actually, if your calorie count is within well, know, the, the a normal range, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. the, the idea <laughs> portion control is wonderful. Yes. You can, you literally don't have to tell the waiter to take it away. Cause it's like everybody looks at you and says, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, you don't have to, but if you need to, you can, which I did. It's like, I don't yeah. want to see it. Don't want to look at it. Not on my right. plate. I won't eat it. Right. Um, that then led by the way, to me vigorously getting into a workout routine, which is my big thing. So okay. I don't have an annual, I work out every single day. Yeah. To this day, I work out every day. And we'll talk about some of those here in a minute. Okay. The problem is that if you overdo it, yeah, which I did, which you did. And I still remember working out with weights and I had gone over my head and I felt something. I didn't know what it was. Oh. Um, and sure enough, one night my wife says to me, what's that? And remember at that point, my dad had been dying of cancer. My dad is now yeah. passed on at this point. Yeah. And I look down and I've got this lump. Uh huh. Down in my lower quadrant, and it's like, oh fuck, I have cancer. Oh no! Immediately went there. Oh no! Thankfully, my doctors are my friends. Uh, called my doctor, got me in the next morning. Mm -hmm. Carolyn and I go in there, and he said, "Okay, Scott, what's the problem?" I said, "I have cancer." He said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Scott. <laughs> and he had me then show him. He said, "That's a hernia." I said, "No, it's not." It's oh, cancer. He said, Scott, that makes sense. He said, Scott, watch this. And he takes his finger and he and pushes he on this lump. And, and it he goes pushes in. It. He says, cancer doesn't do that. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm terrified at this point because that all I'm going through is this, right? Yes. In the process of doing that, have to go to the surgeon. Surgeon, I'm going to make a very long story short. Surgeon schedules me for surgery and I, in my overachiever mode said, can you do the other side too? So it doesn't happen over there. <laughs> and he says, we, we don't do that. He says, <laughs> I said, okay, then how quickly can I get back to working out? He said, what is with you? Uh -huh. He said, he got scared. Yeah. He said, okay, here's, here's the timeline. And I watched it to the day went yeah. in for surgery and uh -huh. damned if in the process I'm watching the date worked out literally he by the way he told me what not to do again and how mm -hmm. i had damaged it before and there's a mm -hmm. reason that guys get hernias yeah um, and it has to do with your testicles and how they drop as you get older etc mm -hmm. um so there's there's an actual physical thing you're you know everybody should should at least be checked for it during your mm -hmm. annual physicals and mm -hmm. so make a long again a very long story short i wait till the day that he tells me i can start working out again 
Mm-hmm. Second hernia surgery on the other side oh. now. But in the process of doing that, because I work out so much, my resting heart rate is 55. Oh, sometimes wow. it goes to 60. They thought I was having a cardiac episode on the table. Oh, one thing led to another, to another, to another. They do in chest x-rays and chest scans. And they said, we found something. There's a mass. That then led to cancer reviews and oncologists looking at me. And I wound up sitting in the same room that my dad went to. Oh, no. And again, I want to skip through a lot of this personal detail. The reality was I didn't lose weight properly. I didn't do things properly. There was nothing wrong with me. But suddenly I've got all these doctors and et cetera, et cetera, all because I did not do my wellness routine in a healthy way. In a healthy way. And I say that to everybody because today I work out every day. Um, Two big components of what I do. Uh, By the way, working out so hard, I also tore my meniscus. Um, Did not have surgery for it. Wound up going to physical therapy and learning to compensate for it by building up the muscles. In the process of doing that, I now have an indoor bike. And okay. on that, there are lots of things, you know, whether you do Peloton, whether you do, uh, there are lots of free things with the global cycling network that you can get online. Uh, I will ride very vigorously, I'll, I'll at least own that, very vigorously. <laughs> uh, I ride about 40, 45 minutes at a time. They are uphill, heavy endurance, heavy HIIT, you know, that, that mm-hmm. uh, interval yeah. training that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't work out on the bike, uh, and it it and you drink, by the way, lots of water while you're doing this. You want to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of us are dehydrated. You want to stay mm-hmm. hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not doing 12 miles on the bike, then I am doing uh, a, a, literally a 42 minute walk. I've got it down to the minute, mm-hmm. um, and it's mm-hmm. power walking. I'm walking at 3.6 miles per hour as mm-hmm. I do that. Uh, and you know, it's literally two and a half miles. So it's every day, one of the two of them. And then I have, and then I have core exercises that I do as well. And you don't have to have heavy, you you can do all this stuff at home, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You can do core exercises at home. You can do planks, you can do side planks. Um, and I'm trying to think of all the little wellness things, something that I do. And again, it's not going to be for everybody. I do the Wim Hof breathing stuff. If you've ever seen the Iceman, uh, and it's very deep, heavy breathing, holding your breath, seeing how long you can do it. I do not do the cold showers. Not, <laughs> I tried it. Can't do it. Not going to okay. go. I, it, right. I won't go to the ocean if the weather, water isn't 82. Um, it's just I'm not going in if it's not warm. So a cold showers not happening, despite the fact that I've read it's really good for you. Yeah. Um, and then I do a lot of yoga as well. Okay. And those are the, I mean, that's my daily routine. Uh-huh. And, and like, there are things people can read if they are a man listening to this to prevent hernias from happening. Yeah. Don't do what Scott okay. did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if we're on our physical, mine is not daily, but it's, um, I have been walking longer and longer or biking when I can, I'm learning, learning to bike again and just, uh, and gardening. That's part of my regular routine for a lot of reasons. Um, I swear to you, it felt like I had done Olympic deadlifts <laughs> after my last 
weekend of gardening. Oh, you 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 experienced season. the did somebody get the number of that truck experience? Oh, that it was like a week of getting past that stiffness. And then the very next day after doing all that gardening, our friends are moving to town. So we had to help unload a moving truck, which actually was probably really good for me because it kept my stiff body moving. So I recovered a lot faster than I probably would have. But, um, but part of my challenge for any of you out there that have physical conditions that, that limit your movement, I have some medical conditions that I've been working on heavily in PT and chiropractic and just kind of following a very slow recovery process. And it hasn't been great. It's taken me a long time. I've been working on this for nearly a year now, and uh, I'm just starting to see results and starting to see some endurance come back and some pain management get under control. But we've got to honor our bodies is my point is, um, I have lost weight fast and I've put it on fast and I've lost it again. And then, you know, there are just right ways to do things and healthy ways to do things and not. So um, that's part of walking, fresh air, gardening. Those are part of my physical routine, biking occasionally, especially when the knee starts acting up or the the back starts acting up. You know, I'm going to add one thing to everybody because there will be injuries as you get older or as you become more, <laughs> more aggressive in your workout. Uh-huh. And I discovered something I consider to be magic. Want to hear Ooh. what it is? Yeah. It's KT tape, kinesthetic tape. You've seen them. Oh, yes. You've seen this when the volleyball players uh, are playing and you've seen it on their arms or basketball players. You'll see it in different parts of their body. Yes. I discovered this tape when I tore my meniscus. The pain was excruciating. Yeah. And again, may not be for everybody. Check with your doctor and or physical therapist. I swear by this stuff. And what it does, as I can tell, it's basically compression tape that you stretch. Mm -hmm. And depending on how hard or or vigorous you stretch, it depends on how much stretch is applied to your body. But Mm -hmm. what it really does is it lifts the skin Mm -hmm. away from the nerve endings. Mm. And And it doesn't heal you. It just yeah. t- it reduces the pain. Okay. And okay. I really love this stuff. You can get it online. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at the gross or the drugstore. All uh-huh. kind. There, there are different versions of it. Find which one works for you. I happen to use the one that you could leave on for a few days at a time, and it was waterproof. Uh, mm-hmm. It was built for for athletes to use when they sweat mm-hmm. or were in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just I swear by this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's those are great tips. I hope people are really uh, getting something out of this. I hope they are. Now, the and, other thing I do, I got to ask you. Yeah. I know you I know we've had our differences about woo woo stuff. Oh, yeah, I still do it. So I, I, I am a big believer in Qigong. I do a lot of of that. Yes. Not only as I walk, uh, but I've got the labyrinth in the backyard, right? And so when I do my quote walking meditations, I'm actually going through and doing this where you focus your energy is where it goes concept. If for those of you that don't know what Qigong is. Mm. Yeah. You, well, do you, you do any, so now you do yoga, right? I, I have not done as much yoga as I used to. I used to have a really active yogi practice and with my injuries, it, it, that has become problematic. So I do certain poses and movements, but I don't have a regular yoga practice. And it is a goal to get back there because 
I, I felt the best of my life when I was doing yoga yeah. four, four or five times a week, um, or even three times a week. It was just a really healthy practice between the mind body connection, yeah. the relaxation training at the very end of yoga, the stretching and what that does for your body. So that is a part of my goal to get back there. Well, speaking of that, one of the things that listeners may want to do is go check on Amazon. Not that uh-huh. I have any stock in Amazon, um, but check check it out. Check your local uh, sports store. They now make travel rollers. You know, the things you used to call them foam rollers. Yeah. They now make travel versions uh-huh. and, and you can take them that literally a little less than shoulder width. Uh put it in a suitcase you can carry it on a plane you can take it to the hotel and you can roll out those nagging sore spots the cool Uh the reason they're called travel they open up on either end Uh and they come with sometimes pressure balls so that you can put pressure on you they come Uh they come with bands so that you can do stretching it is literally an entire portable gym uh, really? That, that when I go to a hotel or whatever, you know, sometimes I'm on my feet eight hours at a time doing an event, uh, mm-hmm. and I just need to roll out, stretch the, out, the, the, the kinks out. and stretch out. And so it's a wonderful uh, little additional tool for people. And it's just a travel yoga kit. It's not a travel yoga kit. It's a travel roller. A travel roller. Okay. And you you check it out and you want the one that opens up on either end and it comes with all the accessories. And literally you've got this portable gym that goes with you anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So if, if daily, okay. So is there anything that you do monthly or more often, but not weekly or daily? Yeah, uh, I and I think people have heard me talk about both Asana, A-S-A-N-A. We talked about it uh, in prior broadcasts, and I think it's even part of our home retreat at, at one point. Uh, I use that to create a roadmap for what I want, for example, 2022 to be like. Mm. And so I am con- I, I don't do my uh, a New Year's Eve resolution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I do yearly mapping and it's not, not done on a yearly basis. It's just, that's the year. Mm-hmm. And so every month, for example, I might go through and revisit what, is, what are my business goals? What are my personal mm-hmm. goals? What are my family goals? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got different categories that I use. And again, we kind of cover this in our home retreat of, you know, what do I want my best life to be like for travel? What do I want my best life to be like for education, my spirituality, mm-hmm. uh, my love life, you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I revisit them and tweak them. And if I'm not doing it in a sauna, I am handwriting mm-hmm. it out in a moleskin. And I've mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. moleskin mm-hmm. before. I don't have any ownership of the company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, I do this because I think that there's really great value in handwriting mm-hmm. this stuff out. Mm-hmm. It feels better. And so one of my big wellness things, while it's not daily, it is periodic. I just do a brain dump. I get it out of my head mm-hmm. so that I'm not ruminating on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is just like a couple times a year or once a year that you do that? Uh, it really just depends on when I feel the need. Okay. There, there's no set schedule. It's just the need. Uh, okay. Okay. As needed. Yeah. As needed. Okay. 
So I was trying to think, you know, what do I do at least once a month, but I, but it's too much to do it weekly and definitely massages in that category for me. So once to twice a month, I get a deep tissue therapeutic massage. Um, it's not usually a full spa day like that. That's, I can't do that. If, if I'm going to do a spa day, that might be at home with like one of those portable disposable masks or the ones that you get in your freezer. Um, and I do try to do those from time to time. Right. But the other thing that I will do is uh, social support. So I have a group of colleagues. We meet once a month. We talk about research in the field, but we also provide emotional support for one another in that meeting. And I actually have two of those groups where we talk about like the impact that our work has on us in terms of our stress management and tools to kind of keep our business going, keep ourselves going, keep our energy in check. And that is a part of my monthly routine on a regular basis. During the pandemic, I upped it. So I used to just do one group during the pandemic. I added a second group because I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, I know we're coming towards the end of the, the show right now, but you know, one of the biggest things that I want to pass on to everybody, and again, this isn't as needed, but it's kind of an overriding concept uh, yeah. when we think about wellness. And that is to think about why you're doing all this stuff to begin with. Yes. And part of that for me is the whole foundational concept that what if you valued your life not on how much success you have, but on how much happiness is in it. Oh, love that. And it, yeah. it, it really causes that reboot, that reset, that rewiring, yeah. right? Unplug yeah. is like, what the hell do you mean? You know, don't think about success. I have a fundamental belief that we do happiness mm -hmm. and we feel success. Mm -hmm. and, and we as a Western culture have been trained so opposite of that. You do mm -hmm. things that are successful. You become successful. Mm -hmm. You do all that stuff and then you're happy. Right. And I think that that, I think we're deluding ourselves. I agree. I agree. Because I think when we think about self-care, I think there's a difference between self-care and self-indulgence, right? So self-indulgence is I oh, I've done do that something, too. you know, and I do, I still do it. I still have my vices, right? Yeah. So self-indulgence is I'm going to do something to escape the life I'm living, but self-care is using your time to create the life you want to be living. So I always am going to want a life where I can afford a nice, good therapeutic massage at least once a week, where I can afford a great vacation once to twice a year, where I can have the time to spend time with my colleagues and my friends, where I can afford a good therapist. Like I see my therapist weekly and it is really a vital part of my mental health and just goal therapy being a part of this podcast, like we prepare for this podcast, this park podcast is a part of my wellness routine because we're researching and we're learning things about wellness on a regular basis. I listen to other podcasts multiple times a week because that's part of my learning and continued personal growth. So I want my life to be full of things that I don't need to, I want a beautiful garden that I can walk outside pick fresh herbs, bring it into my wonderful partner, Brian, who's the chefy chefiest, and he will use them to make us wonderful, healthy food. 
And I want that in my, I want homegrown organic. Not everybody can do that. I buy organic. I pay that extra cost to take care of my body. Right. And I want a life where I'm stimulated. I'm educated. I have love. I, I feel joy. I feel peace. And, and that is anything I need to do between journaling regularly. That's another thing I do multiple times a week. Um, deep breathing and relaxation training. I do uh, daily, daily and gardening. I do daily because I have to, or my plants will die, but also I love it. (laughs) Well, we've, we've talked about this and that kind of brings me to the last thing that I want to mention and we've done shows on it. So I'm not going to go into great detail on it, Yeah. but when you wake up in the morning before you get out of bed, how are you priming yourself to take on the day. And, you know, I've got my little routine that I've talked about before where I go through and, and I I visualize the different chakra points and I do the whole, my version of the Ho'oponopono concept, just do Ho'oponopono, right? Right. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And and you can go through and add, there there are different formulas for it. Um, But everything for like, thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you is the, the simplest one. Mm-hmm. I, mine happens to be, I am here. You know, I, I'm right just the way I am. Mm-hmm. My power mm-hmm. is turned on. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. Please hear my voice. Mm-hmm. I am the light. I remember mm-hmm. who I am. And just that little mm-hmm. contemplation thing. Mm-hmm. And then I add to that at night, my whole gratitude process. We've talked about this where picture three people. Yeah. And it's like, again, I'll use Michelle as an example because she likes it so much. You know, (laughs) I'm picturing Michelle in my head and it's like, Michelle, my wish is that, you know, you find the root of all happiness. Mm. And I'm then picturing in my head what that would be for her. It's my construct, (laughs) not hers. She doesn't know I'm doing it. but she does now that we've talked about it. But, you know, it's like, I'm doing that in my head. I do it for my wife. I do it for my mm-hmm. dog, Presley Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do it for the kids. You can do it for an enemy, by the way, somebody mm-hmm. who's done you wrong. Uh, you can. Very, very cathartic. And you, you, keep, you wake up in the morning, you plan your day just by priming that mindset. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. before you go to sleep at night, you do mm-hmm. this little gratitude practice. It will change everything for you, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, so a long time gratitude practice for me is just thinking of three things I'm grateful for about my day. It's a little different than Scott's, but that's my gratitude practice at night. My morning practice is also different from Scott's. It's just uh, doing diaphragmatic breathing in conjunction with I am relaxed. Then I look at my three goals I want to accomplish for the day and aim at, at that. Sometimes there's an accountability partner I check in with. Other times there isn't. And I love to create space in my day to both be productive and to be unproductive so that um, I'm going to tell you something that made me really proud and it's going to sound stupid, but um we had a leak in our roof and there were these construction people that came over to evaluate it and, and take care of the water damage. And Brian and I couldn't go anywhere. So we just like sat down we were playing like a video game that he bought for me for, <laughs> for like Christmas. And we're playing a video game and the guys, one of the construction guys or whatever, he comes out and he goes, Oh my God, that's my dream. 
<laughs> like to have a partner that will just chill with me and relax. And it, you know, and there's a variety, like when we work on the garden, we work on it together. When we do home crafty projects, we do it together. It's having a partner has been beautiful. And there's been times in my life when I haven't had one. So I'm really, really grateful to have a good partner in my life these yeah. days. But I would be doing these same things with friends or on my own, creating a life I enjoy. That is the key to a good wellness routine, in my opinion. There you go. I don't think we can end on anything better than that. I think that's (laughs) wonderful. So hopefully this helps you all think about what you can do daily, weekly, monthly, yearly um, to just create the life that you, you want to be living on a regular basis. Yeah. All right. Next week, we've got Christina Courtney. Uh, again, we'll be, we, 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 we will be recorded. Uh, uh-huh. so you'll be listening to this uh, on a replay. If you are so inclined, please uh, remember to like, subscribe, and comment uh, on your favorite podcast platform for us. Share this with others so we can continue to grow. And with that, be well, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.